Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, the Loot Crate. 
of our Battlefront 2 campaign. We are here a week closer. We're almost there, kids. The Last Jedi is almost upon us, and we are going to talk about The Last Jedi here today. I mean, Last Jedi is a good conversation topic regardless. Uh, it's been it's been for about a year now since Rogue One came <laughs> in. We've been looking towards Last Jedi, but we're really going to dig in. And I will say, before uh, my guests jump in, well, you know, they're my normal. It's me, Joseph, and Jennifer. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Hello. How are you? Doing things differently. <laughs> I, I will say, we're recording a bit early uh, for our normal recording schedules, the way Last Jedi news is broke. Uh, at the rate it's been breaking, uh, there will be 13 more TV spots, a full trailer, <laughs> and an Entertainment Weekly spread on the entire third act of the movie. If that comes out, I'm sure we'll cover it in a Force Center Reacts. But for now, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa are here. Yes. Yeah, and we're excited to talk about The Last Jedi. Wouldn't it be weird if in the weeks leading up to Last Jedi, we're just like, we will only talk about the Han Solo movie? <laughs> we're looking ahead. We're getting ahead of the curve. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, but we are in the home stretch. Wow. So Jennifer, close. It's exciting. It's so exciting, and yet I'm going to have to shut off social media as of December 9th, which is when the premiere is, and after that, it's totally dark for me. Now, are you going to shut it off entirely, or are you going to do what I do, which is blind tweet? Like, just, like, (laughs) I just, I check the moments (laughs) to make sure uh, that... You're not tweeting... Yeah, I was going to say to make sure that something horrible isn't going on, but what I mean is to make sure I know what horrible things are going on, (laughs) so I don't accidentally make a joke that relates to the horrible things that are inevitably going on. And that's just Mm. responsible tweeting. It is. you got to use that moments tab, kids. Be safe out there on Twitter. So I blind tweet, but I don't go away entirely. Yes, me too. Yeah, so you'll still be there. I'll still be there. We can blind tweet at one another. Exactly. (laughs) Blind tweet, tweet. yeah, the premiere's the ninth, and the press screenings, it all leads up, and then uh, are there any international releases. I'm trying to think. Sometimes there's a couple days ahead. I don't know. Uh, Regardless, that week, it's going to be one of those, we get it. If you guys, if you're going to mute Star Wars, you're going to check out, we understand. So close. This stuff is important. Uh, I, I uh, I I will do the same as well. So Yeah. yeah. Blind tweeting time. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about The Last Jedi as a second act. Because it's a thing that we uh, throw around a lot. We're like, yeah, it's the second act. It's the darker, more mature chapter. And I thought, why not uh, take some time to talk about like what a second act uh, mm-hmm. kind of is, what the previous second acts have been with Empire Strikes Back and Attack of the Clones, and see what that is going to reveal to us about our opinions and feelings and wants and needs from The Last Jedi. Uh, so... A second act in general is uh, rising action usually. It's that the protagonists, the main characters try but probably fail at resolving the main conflict. They may even have a false victory where they think they've accomplished the thing, but not really. Uh, And certainly the characters are tested emotionally. Lessons are learned. But you usually don't have time in the second act to actually do anything with your lesson. So like, I figured out the math problem. But the quiz is in the next act. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, so that to me is kind of the picture of what essentially is yeah. a second act. So it's not necessarily darker, but I think the fact that it is characters being tested emotionally means for Star Wars, that's almost always wrestling with the dark side and darker emotions. Yeah, and they all should, the, the stories should have a, an undefined ending to me. You look at even something like Two Towers and yeah. Lord of the Rings, and yeah, your Sid Field would be happy the way you're describing a second <laughs> act, but yeah, if we're putting together a story, 
or screenplay, the general three-act structure, it is uh, it is the long, dark tea time of the soul. Yeah. It's where everyone is challenged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just going on that idea, does that immediately make you look forward to a specific part of The Last Jedi or have a prediction when you think about it is mm-hmm. it's the testing ground for the characters to find out who they are? Mm. Yeah. I yes, I I am looking forward to things being in disarray. Um, the, the 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 victory at Starkiller Base was huge, but it 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 just like Empire Strikes Back, and there starts immediately the the connections to that mm-hmm. movie, and I get it. But uh, yeah, the the First Order is stronger; it's bigger, and we saw Snoke's like grab him, take grab Kylo Hux, take him to the command ship. We know that they didn't put all their eggs in one Starkiller basket, <laughs> so I want to see absolute chaos. In the resistance, I want to see a lot of a lot of fire rain down on them because I really want to have uh, our characters have to rise up. Yeah, have the resistance kind of as a character be tested. Yes, yeah. yes, cool, Jennifer. What what do you want to see out of it as a second act? You know, knowing that this is the structure, it kind of it get, puts me at ease. Because otherwise, if, if I didn't know, I might be troubled by the fact that our hero, Luke Skywalker, has turned his back and is rejecting the Jedi. And, yeah. and so it kind of lets me settle in and go, okay, some bad things are going to happen. Mm. Our heroes are going to be tested. But hopefully, in the next film, they'll get redemption or they'll figure it out and apply those those lessons that they learned. And they'll come back. Yeah. But I know that they're going to be in peril. Bad things are going to happen. And it's going to be an enjoyable ride. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I think for me, I'm most excited by that there's room for character. Like, you have to make room for character. Like, in the, the first act, which is exposition, like we see in Force Awakens, you got to keep things moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the, the third act, you got to wrap things up. We saw that a little bit in Revenge of the Sith, where, where George uh, gave himself too many things left that he wanted to do and he had to cut a bunch of stuff because yeah. you just do have to resolve the story. But the second act is where you can dive just a little deeper and I'm really excited to have some meatier scenes, particularly with Luke and Ray, and I think uh, Kylo where we really get to spend quality time with the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get into Empire and we talk about it, uh, Empire being similar to our last Jedi possibly being similar to Empire, but Attack of the Clones is a second act too. So before we get into some of that, though, I wanted to check in mm-hmm. with you guys about how you actually feel about both of those movies. Because I know you're both Return of the Jedi people of like, that's your favorite, that's your go-to. Well, no, Empire's mine. Empire you're thinking your of You're thinking of Mark Ellis. Okay. Jennifer, you're thinking of too, correctly. But yeah, uh, I, grew, where the, I grew up a Jedi fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then switched by college. Like, oh, Empire. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, Empire's exactly. the coolest Like you one. switched teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. switched teams. All right, yeah. okay. But Jennifer, you are always, you are ride or die Return of the Jedi, right? Yes, but I will, the same thing. When I was in college, I really started to appreciate uh, Empire. I mean, it is, if you look at it, just... On face value, it is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. The way that it blends action, romance, mm-hmm. mysticism, and the hero's journey, you cannot get any more perfect, dare I say. <laughs> I mean, really, like with yeah. Jedi, there are some things that sure, sure. look questionable, but Empire is rock solid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, Ken, do you love it for all those kind of standard reasons? Absolutely. The the expansion of the galaxy, the expansion yeah. of the story of like, uh, you know, all right, you think you know Luke Skywalker, he was a hero farm board, but now we're really going to put him through some some things and we're going to reveal things and and just how it deepened the lore. Yeah. And that's where I think the world we live in now as Star Wars fans is is because 
Yoda worked, Lando worked, and this dark ending worked. I yeah. think it all comes from that. Lobot worked. It yes. all worked. Yeah. Ugnots worked. Ugnots. For me, I just do continue to think that it is probably the best made film. And it, for me, again, mm-hmm. it's those character moments. Like a thing that I appreciated as I got older around college time when I was rewatching it, mm-hmm. uh, since we're talking about our, our <laughs> explorations with Empire in college, yeah. uh, is like when uh, Luke is leaving Hoth to get in his snowspeeder and he's trying to find something to say to Han because he has that sense yeah. that this might be a long party. We don't even right. know. And he can't come up with anything and then just has that little nod of reassurance. And those details that don't take up a lot of time but are yeah. so rich. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for more of. So yeah. on the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> people will say, yeah, okay, my Return of the Jedi, I like I like the most, I watch the most, but Empire's the best. Attack of the Clones often ends up on people's uh, Star Wars listicles yeah. all the way down at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I love so many parts of Attack of the Clones. How are I, you guys feeling? As do I. Look, hashtag prequelist, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And then there's so many bad things. There's more, like, uh, unforgivable things in Attack of the Clones <laughs> than I think in all the prequels. Yeah. I really think Attack of the Clones, I mean, that stuff with 3PO. I think one of the bis- biggest missed opportunities is the I love you truly deeply scene where they're just, just shut up. Don't, Padme and Anakin don't need to speak there. Just right. kiss and be taken out into the arena to be executed. Uh, and then you have a great <laughs> moment. Night with Ken Nam, Yeah, there's a lot of that. But there's a lot of great things in the detective mystery, the Obi-Wan, Django, and the, the fight itself, the clone fight's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, how do you feel about Attack of the Clones these days? I, I used to really not like this film. And and then, you know, a little bit, of, I guess a few years ago, a couple years ago, as I started to watch it more, I have grown to really enjoy it. Hmm. Like you're saying, this kind of noir detective vibe that I really liked. I right, liked right. Camino and that mystery. Um, what else did I like? Zam Wessel and that yeah. whole chase scene was so exciting. Yeah. Um, and the romance. <laughs> it's a, a little... It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. On paper, good. On paper, it's good. <laughs> exactly. There just was not a lot of chemistry. Not a lot of chemistry. So that's my only. And I don't even. I, I. I. As time goes on, I. Don't, I blame them less. Yeah. George Moore. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I think that they were uh, uh, actors doing their job with, a, yep. a, a, in, in, you know, uh, from Chris Taylor's novel, kind of a novel, his uh, book of yeah. How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, paints a picture of George being a little perturbed by the response to Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm. And kind of going back to like, I don't care. I'll do it my way. Yeah. It's a big B movie. I I'm more interested in them fighting the arena monsters. Yeah. And they have to have romance because it's the plot. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love almost every part of Attack of the Clones. Uh, just I love, like in Empire, it expanded the galaxy so much. With yeah. Where the clones uh, come from, finally seeing the Jedi actually in action, getting a better picture of the political reality that there's mm-hmm. that many systems and, and they could have a confederacy of independent systems, all these things. I rewatched it recently uh, with my wife, Sarah, and she... We watched the first kind of romance scene where Anakin's being really petulant in yeah. Padme's bedroom, and <laughs> she's said, packing. Yeah, she's oh, packing, yeah. and you know it's got some great moments about where he's vacillating between like being appreciative of Obi Wan and then immediately gets grumpy, yeah. but then he gets creepy, yes. and that's yes. I think the part where it's just like there's kind of no way around this. Yeah, uh, and when yeah. she says. Don't look at me that way. It makes me uncomfortable. And he does the sorry, m'lady. In and they didn't know that m'lady was going to be kind of become a different thing culturally. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. my wife Sarah said, uh, "Yeah, like there's just like yeah. that. You know, it's it's gotten a little yeah. worse over time. The sort of I don't think George meant it to come off no. stalkery. 
Yeah. No. And that's an unfortunate truth of Attack of the Clones. Yes. So we yes. get that out there as prequelists. See? Yeah. When we say prequelists, exactly. we, we admit there's some problems. Big problems. <laughs> yeah. Lady. But what I, <laughs> lady. Um, but I, what I do like, it, it does have a darker ending. I mean, the Clone mm-hmm. Wars begun, the Clone Wars have, yeah. and, and Dooku is uh, full in league with Sidious and all stuff. And, and that wedding... Uh, at the end, it's, it's not this big glorious wedding. It, it's this done in secret. It's done out of almost desperation. It's and it's and there's an ominous tone to it because we know what happens to Anakin. Even back then, we didn't know it was coming out in Sith, but we knew this was going bad. Right. So yeah. it, it it's it's somewhat similar to Luke and Leia staring out as the Falcon flies off to rescue Han. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a little bit of hope in this uh, this dark place, and yeah, and I think it it, it uh, you know has all these puzzle pieces that fit really well as a plot with the larger Star Wars story. Right. But now that we've got our baseline on Empire and Attack the Clones, I want to move on to uh, talking a little bit about the change because the characters learn stuff. Uh, certainly the Skywalkers, Luke and Anakin, are the ones who really go through the most change yeah. in their respective second acts. Who do you guys think is going to be the one who is truly challenged and forced to change the most? Is it going to be Rey? Is it going to be Kylo? BB-8? Who you got? I actually think it's going to be Luke. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I think that because he's rejected the resistance and he's, you know, like I said, he's turned back on the, the Jedi, it's going to take a lot to bring him back to that emotional place mm-hmm. to kind of reassemble him in his, in mm-hmm. his uh, pride, too. I think he's a little wounded yeah. there. So I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big challenge for him. Yeah. Um, what, mm-hmm. what kind of forces do you see working on him to change him? Do you think it is Ray? Do you think it is Leia? Do you think it is a sense of he, he goes back and he sees the scope of the danger that the galaxy is in and feels responsibility? What do you think is going to push against his reticence to get involved? Mm, that's a great that's a great question. Probably, I mean, one would think Ray, you know, but not immediately over the course of time. Yeah. He mm-hmm. sees maybe himself in Ray in some ways, but I think it'd be much more poetic if it was his sister, Leia. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? And seeing the two of them together on screen. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And it's just kind of a great callback to Empire where mm-hmm. he has to literally call to her through the force exactly. for to be saved. And mm. if she's really calling to him, like, Luke, you have to. Yes. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the right answer. I really do. I think Kylo and Ray are still going to be in transition. Finn's going to be in tr- transition. Poe's mm. going to be in transition. But the change from, I mean, that's kind of, we're picking up the pieces from on those characters from Force Awakens. Uh, Luke, we're starting fresh. So he, yeah. by by default, he's already mm. he's the hermit who's got regrets, who's who's not just grumpy, but is is heavy hearted. And let's not forget, Ray is going back to get him involved. Right. Yeah. It's not high train me. It is high. You're needed. Um. And I think that could be where some of you know where the changes he has to go to. What by? I'll tell you what my fear is. I'll tell you what my fear is. What? Can I say it here? Yeah. Please do. Yeah. We've discussed it, I know, on Collider, but I'll say it here. What if he doesn't make it out of first or second act? What if, so. what if he goes on Oct 2? What if Knight's Red or someone shows up and, and that spurns Ray going on? Because I, I am oh, fearful no. because I fell for it with Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, oh, they're holding yeah. back Luke for marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. No, he just wasn't in the film. <laughs> here's, here's my totally blind Star Wars counseling on that. If they do that, which Please. it pains me to think about, Please. they're going to do it so well, we're not going to care. Okay. So remember how The Force Awakens, none of us to this day are for the most part mad that yeah. Luke was only in it for a minute yeah. at the end and didn't speak because it was so awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think if he goes, it's going to be in, in such an awesome way where you're like, oh, yeah, that, oh, I'd really like to see more Luke, but how can you fault that? That How can you fault that? But I, I, I am pushing and I'm hopeful. And I think most likely we get a Leia Luke reunion. We need that. I mean, uh, uh, and, and I think what, what does it to your question, you asked Jennifer, what does it? I, I think it, it is a, is a, is a call of family. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a Skywalker story, right? We're yeah. still in that ballpark. Yes. And right. maybe it's not Ray like we had thought going into Force Awakens. Yeah. And that would mean it would be Luke yeah. and Leia. Yeah. And by the time this episode that we're recording now airs, the, the they're going to drop even more on that Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. So who knows? We might have a picture of it. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about what the characters might actually learn, Ray in particular, mm-hmm. uh, because if she's not a Skywalker, you know, if she is a Lobot, who knows? I, I'm on, I got Lobot on the brain today. Uh, if she is a, a Skywalker or not, she's still the protagonist. Yeah. So Luke learned patience and wisdom. He learned that he shouldn't run off half-cocked, that he shouldn't right. want adventure, that it was a really serious business being a Jedi. Uh, and Anakin kind of learned the opposite in Attack of the Clones. He learned the power of hate, and he learned mm-hmm. that he should fear loss palpably because yeah. his mother did die. If now it's not an imaginary fear of loss, it is actual loss. Right. So we have these concrete things that they learn that we then see them act on mm-hmm. in the third act of their trilogies. So what do you think Ray is actually going to learn? Mm. I, I think Ray is going to learn that her value comes from herself. Ooh. Mm. It doesn't come from this sense of, waiting for family or that's why that's why go to ryan johnson's line of who her parents are are important to her it doesn't mean that it's not someone we know yeah you know what i mean uh but it it means uh, that that she's so much that's what that's what maz canada tells her it's not in your past it's in front of you and i think that is a lesson of look to yourself yeah Uh, not not in a you know self-centered way but just like you might be your own strength you might be you know uh that you and the force (laughs) <laughs> but but that 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 you don't need the justification of, of family, your parents' approval, anything like that. You're you're, you're in control of your own destiny. Yeah. Right? What do you mm. think of that, Jennifer? That's so good. I love that answer. I was thinking because she has survived on her own for so long, mm. I think she's going to learn how to rely on others Ooh. in some way. <laughs> to and I think oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be challenging her too because she lost Tom. And now she's getting rejected by Luke. I think she might be kind of, she might want to withdraw and be like, shun people and be like, I'm done. I'm not going to rely on anyone. This is what happens. I'm going to go back to my old ways. I think she's going to be forced to get out of that. And trust those around her. Yeah, yeah I kind of like this. I think there's maybe something like uh, I'm seeing something in between what both of you are saying because it even goes along with her line of like I'm looking for someone to show me mm-hmm. where I belong. Maybe mm-hmm. she's yeah. going to learn that you decide where you belong, right? And if maybe if it's a matter of like uh, like Maz said, like that belonging you seek is in front of you. There's no reason that she couldn't move forward and say. I'm going to make this decision and now I'll have a sense of belonging because I've made my decision and now my friends are going to come with me Yeah, because I'm the leader. I don't need to be picked up by a parent figure. Right. I will be the leader and I'll have a sense of belonging. It's like I got my squad with me. Yeah. Got (laughs) my raised squad squad goals. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Uh, But yeah, that's some really fun theories. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, duplicity Mm. Mm. because that's a big theme. 
Did you have Ken? Did you have something more that you no, want to no, say? No, no, no. I'm okay. nodding with much anticipation. Okay, for this excellent. Topic. Excellent. I didn't want to cut off uh, Ray Squad Goals talks <laughs> early, just in case. Uh, so I think one of the cool things about Empire and clones is that there are questions of identity, of like literally who are people, and duplicity of do we actually trust them or not. Obviously, in Empire, it's pretty explicit. Yoda is pretending to be somebody else. Right. Lando literally pretends he's mad at Han uh, yeah. when he lands on Cloud City. Uh, Obviously, we we get the switch of who Vader actually is. Right. It gets down to, we think we're in a cave. Nope, it's a space slug. Right. Everybody's identity is up for grabs in Empire, mm. and it gives you that overall feeling of not knowing where you belong or who to trust. Right. And I don't right. think it's as on the nose in Attack of the Clones, but we have that with Dooku, where we have the like early scene where Mace Windu says, uh, no, Count Dooku used right. to be a Jedi, so he couldn't possibly do this. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Mace. Yeah, his name's uh, Count Dooku, and he wears a cape. Come on. <laughs> uh, but then we have Dooku off kind of, you know, bullshitting Obi-Wan, kind of, yep. and maybe trusting him to be a Padawan. Mm. Uh, you know, we have continue to have the Sidious-Palpatine uh, divide. We have an actual changeling. You know, there's plenty that we don't know exactly what this is and what to trust. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is literally bullshitting the people on Kamino. He's not literally claiming to be someone else, yeah. but he's being duplicitous and saying, yes, of course, that's why I'm here. Yeah. So there's all these layers in both those acts. So do you think that's going to continue in The Last Jedi and how? I, I think it will conti- continue. I mean, you're so, you pull those, that's so, such great connective themes that you're pulling out of that stuff that's yeah. that's deep stuff there even down to that space slug there and i'm sure there's a ugnot <laughs> or two that was lying but um i think it's possible look the easiest one is snoke right who is snoke yeah. and and but but these trailers are showing us that he's like light dark i'm something else ray saying i'm something there's something else i'm feeling there there could be there who he really is uh i believe him to be a bad guy i think yeah. and i want that to be the answer kylo has a, but i think it's a struggle with identity but you know do we trust holdo do we trust dj mm. who, what's going on there with these these side characters it could be something in there and even you know Look at the marketing, uh, the, those those standees in the theaters. Is Luke good? Is Luke bad? What's Luke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke? yeah. He's got one foot on either side of the force, maybe, just like yeah. he does on the standees. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, I, what do you think? I would immediately think DJ would would betray our heroes in some way. That's, <laughs> that's just like an obvious choice. Yeah. But I, before Princess of Alderaan reading that book, I would have thought Admiral Holdo. Right. But now I'm like, I don't know about that. I actually think, and I've, I've said this before, I think that maybe Ray might lie or manipulate Kylo Ren in some way to mm. gain access. So mm. she, he thinks that she's he, she's on his side or wants to join forces, but she's doing it for some other reason. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, so figuratively, she's taken that, that extended hand, whether she's in that scene or not. Right, exactly. <laughs> and yes. uh, joining up to gain access to Snoke or something like that. Yeah. The old flips a doozy. Yeah. Uh, the old swerve i like that yeah yeah i wonder if there'll be a kind of a larger theme of because we still don't know exactly what's going on really in the galaxy right like the first order wants it but is it just Mm. that they're like "Eh, we're sending ships to planets and we're taking them over and there's no one to stop us or or do they have some sort of other doomsday device is there something Mm -hmm. else going on is there like a deeper manipulation will it get down to that prequel level like in attack of the clones we have like well we're introduced to the confederacy of independent systems but yeah. That's not really what it is. It's not what it is, yeah. It's, mm. I mean, some people involved believe it, but it's never what it actually is. So there could be even a, a larger mm-hmm. plot, literally, yeah. that is not what it appears to be. 
Yeah, I mean, the first the politics of the first order is is an interesting topic that they, to see if they go into because uh, they are they rose from the ashes of the empire and it's set up pretty well in aftermath of some of these other material that we're seeing now where it's like, hey, they these are all people who loved the empire but thought. They made some mistakes. We're going to do it better. So it would make sense that they're still going to have the same ideals. But, but the, the Phasma novel, that character Cardinal, uh, kind of, it, it, you know, you start to hear, you believe what he's saying. Like, oh, the First Order really just wants to correct some of the corruption and, and the way the galaxy, that there wasn't, the, the, the New Republic didn't seem to end up as good as everyone thought and everything. So, so it's kind of confusing. Again, First Order are the bad guys. Yeah. But uh, I wonder if they'll spend time on that. Because yeah. Johnson was heavy, you know, Bloodlines is heavy on the politics, and Ryan Johnson had a tiny, tiny bit in terms of telling Claudia, hey, maybe put something like this in or whatever it was. Um, it's definitely Claudia Gray's story. But so I wonder if, if, if that will spill over. And yeah. That, that chaos comes from that. Yeah. And I'm still interested to see if there's something concrete that Snoke uh, wants Ray or Kylo to do. If right. it is just a generic, like you're really, you're both really powerful, so you can maybe get so powerful you can wave your hand and destroy a planet yourself. And right. What a tool to have. Or is there some weird cosmic thing that he needs a rift opened or whatever kind of yeah. like bizarre, totally new to Star Wars kind of idea? Right. Yeah, I'd want more, Jen, than it to be Snoke just wants to rule the galaxy. Yeah, it would make it much more interesting. I think you guys have brought up the idea that Rey is, is really a weapon. Yeah. She could be used as a weapon for evil. So that would, uh, to me, make it um, fresher. Yeah. Story-wise. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so we will find out whose identity is in question in The Last Jedi, but there's also a, a thing that is not in question, which is the mentors theme. There's right. going to be plenty of mentors, or as when I type this, mentos. There's not going to be a mentos <laughs> theme. I don't think so. But uh, obviously we have Luke and Ray, we have Snoke and Kylo, we have Leia and Poe, maybe a little bit of Holdo and Poe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great right. 70s action yeah, duo, yeah. <laughs> Holdo and Poe. Yeah. Uh, so who, who do you think is going to end up disappointed in... Their young charge and their sort of Padawan. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> Yoda's going to be the most Ghost disappointed. Yoda. Be like, but Luke, this isn't the Luke I tried. <laughs> yeah. But by, by sort of a second act standards, yeah. in theory, most of these characters would learn something from their master, but would not be able to implement it correctly yet. Yeah. Mm. I think it might be Snoke. Okay. Yeah, I think I Snoke and Kylo. I'm not, I don't think Kylo, I'm not saying, I'm not putting money down on redemption arc. Yet, I could see that happening in nine. I could see the son of Solo and Leia needing to be redeemed. Mm. Um, but I see in this one, maybe him still, he's not quite there. Snoke's going, bring him back to complete his training. <laughs> yeah. And we're already seeing he's angry. He's still, you know, Adam Driver said he's still struggling with the idea of killing his father. He, he is most set up to disappoint his teacher in my mind. Yeah. Absolutely. What if he just, uh, Luke does get off Octu, mm-hmm. and what if uh, Kylo's just like, you know what, I'm out. I'm going to go to Octu. I'm going to run away. That'd be show <laughs> total change. <laughs> Jennifer, uh, who do you think is going to disappoint their master? Yeah, definitely definitely Kylo Ren, and, and Snoke is going to be very disappointed. We see it in the trailer. He can't pull the trigger. Said, well, the way that they've edited yeah, it. Yeah, sure. You know, he's... he's he still is troubled by killing his father. He's not sure if he can do it, if he can kill his mother. That's the way that they're painting it. They're painting this whole, with the media blitz, that, you know, is Kylo going to be redeemed? Or is mm-hmm. Rey going to go to the dark side? So I definitely think we're going to see him fail, mm-hmm. his okay. master. Right. So if he fails to go to the dark side, but he doesn't go to the light, mm-hmm. he goes to somewhere in between? Maybe. 
he goes off on his own, starts his own mm, thing. Yeah, Kylo Ren, in between the standees, <laughs> between the light and the dark. I think that's yeah. a good uh, possibility. I think it'd just be fascinating because they have so many of these mentor and apentice relationships to see just, is this going to be a cascade of failure? Yeah. Right. Would be Could be. Great. Great. Could be. I think Poe might be the only one that succeeds. Yeah. You know? Cool. Well, let's get to the Ronto in the room, uh, the Star Wars version of Elephant in the room. Uh, a lot of people, of course, have their concerns that uh, Force Awakens was too similar to A New Hope and following along with that, that The Last Jedi will be too similar for some people's taste to Empire Strikes Back. We already know that we're going to have some Jedi training. Our heroes are going to be split up on different missions. We think that the Rebels slash Resistance base is going to be attacked at the beginning of the movie. There are walkers. Uh, so how similar do you guys want the movie to be to Empire? How much is too much for you guys? I think that it's going to be similar, but as it's, I don't think that Ryan Johnson is that kind of writer. Mm-hmm. He's made it very clear that, yeah, there's going to be the training sequence. Yeah, you know, we have this, this epic battle of Crate, like the Battle of Hoth, but it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm excited about that. I, I love that Hoth, you know, we can see the crate surface, which echoes the snow of Hoth, even though crate is obviously salt. Um, maybe we'll even get a little romance. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. Finn and Rose, perhaps? Finn and Poe. Who knows? Finn There's, and Poe and Rose? And Poe, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. There's a lot of possibilities. And I actually like that the training with Ray is the complete opposite, it seems mm-hmm. like, of the training with Luke. Yeah. Where she is off the charts powerful and <laughs> you know yeah. would have no problem lifting uh, an X-wing yeah. at all. So I, I think that I don't mind the similarities. I think it's natural. Um, I don't think we're going to get this the beat by beat structure. I guess yeah. is my my point. Cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, just look at what you've listed here, right? Jedi training. Our heroes split up on these cool little adventures. Rebel uh, resistance attacked at the beginning of the movie and in disarray. And walkers. That's what I want in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's where the natural, if I'm sitting there in control of the story after Force Awakens, that is the natural arc of storytelling. So yeah. I don't want them to get too far from that because I think what you're, what you're saying, Jennifer, is very right. All right? It's, it's dinner. But Johnson's going to cook it differently, all right? Or it's, it's lunch. We've had breakfast, yeah. and this is your lunch. And, yep, this is like most lunches in the world, but this one's going to taste different. It's going to feel right. different. And all those things there, I mean, it's it, – it, you know, the Walker stuff – I, that that was the only time I never have never been in, in worried that this is going to be similar, but or a copy. But those walkers was like, well, okay, that's an interesting choice. Walkers on a white based planet, yeah, you know. Right, yeah, there's right. definitely a callback. But I, at some point in this new trilogy, I wanted walkers, yeah, fighting people. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I, that's the wars of the Star Wars I like. Yeah. So uh, this list you put in front of me, Joseph, I want every one of those things. That's yeah. a so great it's way similar, to say it. It's fine. Yeah, that's a great way to say it because it, wouldn't it suck if people were making choices that like here's here's the natural choice and I'm going to make a different one just to try to make sure it's not similar. Right. That's because like, good. hey, they would have walkers. That's yeah. how they would attack this base. Right. And then you're going like, oh, but now now it can't be white because it'll be too close to Hothling. Right. Yeah, screw it. Have fun. Have fun. Do great. Do you want romance, Ken? 
Yeah, I think I think Star Wars needs romance. I keep saying Star Wars needs it. These characters don't need it. And I say that because it's important now that we have these fully crafted, well-rounded characters. Rose doesn't need to be the love interest, but no. I'd like Rose and Finn. I think they're in the best position for romance. I don't want Ray bogged down with this. Exactly. Ray doesn't need a love interest. Um, BB-8 doesn't need a love interest. But uh, uh, Rose and Finn are set. Now, if they don't, I won't be disappointed because I think these two characters are going to be well-rounded and stand on their own two feet. Um, but it would be it would be interesting. And I think, you know, just from cheering for Poe, or excuse me, cheering for Finn, this is a guy who grew up a stormtrooper, didn't have a name, and now not only is he on this adventure, but he gets to experience what, what love is like. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a good reward for him. And Rose, if, if it is Rose, and again, I think they're just in the best position. Um, her journey of being a nobody thrust into the spotlight is interesting enough, but to also, again, have love in that. Uh, uh, Star Wars is needs sweeping romance, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I hope that sweeps us away. Uh, I want to talk about similarities to Attack the Clones because uh, I think that is a possibility. Uh, so some that might show up is, again, in Attack the Clones, we have the heroes split up uh, on their own mission because Attack the Clones obviously echoed uh, Empire mm-hmm. in its own way. Uh, we might have romance like we were just talking about. Uh, certainly in Attack the Clones, we had our main hero actively dabbling in the dark side with Anakin uh, killing the sand people. Uh, and then by the end of the movie, we really had this strong the state of the galaxy is changed mm-hmm. like empire was more our heroes on the run but for yeah. attack the clones it's begun the clone wars half. yeah right mm. uh so out of those possible similarities that we've just seen do you want it to be more similar to attack the clones do you want it to have more echoes there if echoing is part of the point hmm. yeah the, the the state of the galaxy redefined at the end is interesting because the galaxy you know, at the beginning of Force Awakens was kind of normal to where we last left it. You know, we have a new government, uh, a chancellor. We have the things we're familiar with, yeah. senators. All that is gone, and and I want that dealt with. And at the end of it, I think what I want redefined is is the First Order on uh, on the uh, you know uh, on the verge of taking over. I want it to be redefined in that way, where yeah. at the beginning we're dealing with what we used to know. New Republic senators, all that. Now it's gone, and now the bad guys have have a line and a path to victory. Okay, mm. yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to set it up for nine because when our heroes take it back, it makes it much more epic and much mm. more gratifying. Um, I would love, love to see one of our heroes dabbling in the dark side. I would love to see Luke dabble in the dark oh, side. Oh, yeah, okay. I really would channel his anger, channel even some sort of like you know revenge um, against maybe even Kylo Ren. I don't know. Maybe mm. there's, uh, yeah, something there. But Or Ray. Why not? Yeah. They keep, they keep teasing, teasing that. Teasing it, yeah. Well, let's see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and Ray is so well set up, too. She she has loss. She has always had longing for connection. She's got a little bit of connection with Finn and Han, and they were both kind of immediately yeah. wounded and taken from her. She's right on Anakin's path to yeah. go to the dark side uh, the same way he did. So I think that would be great. Yeah, I would love it if it is that the First Order has really definitively put its boot on the neck of the entire galaxy yeah. mm. and our heroes have just barely survived. And we even have that shot from the trailer. That's uh, a lot like Anakin that's mm. from Sith, but, uh, but it has that feeling of oh, total yeah, yeah. military control. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so 
I want to ask a few more specific questions of things that happened in both Empire and Clones and see if you guys are excited for them possibly happening in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Do you want someone to literally say, join me, the way Vader and Dooku both did? <laughs> it's tradition. Yeah. Join me. We won't destroy <laughs> the Sith. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I want uh, I want Snoke to say it to Ray, but more than anything, I want I want Kylo to say it to Ray. Yes. Yeah. Whether or not that trailer was a misdirection, all that stuff, whatever. I want to see that choice being put in front of Ray. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I want that so badly. They're they're teasing us with it, so give it to us. Um, but I and I want her to say yes. Okay. But for the reason oh, I said yeah. before, which is her du- du- duality. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So maybe Kylo literally says, "Join me," and then Ray says, "I know." Like, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Come on. Oh, oh, wires crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that is really, really compelling. If they are being, you know, squeezed by everybody to do things a certain way, and they, they, you know, actually yeah. have uh, the twist of a "Join me" with a yes, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Should someone lose a hand or an arm? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, we I think I felt we were robbed one in Force Awakens with Unkar Plot that scene being cut. Though yeah. the scene oh, yeah. was should have been cut, but uh, you know, put it put it in another way. So yeah, I, I want someone to lose an arm. Is it this uh, sounds dumb, but is it too on the nose for Ray to lose a hand? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I absolutely think so. Then you would it, it wouldn't it wouldn't like throw out the entire movie. No, not not the baby with the bathwater here, but it would be like bah. that. That's like because remember, remember I was like going to force. Away. They better not be like a third Death Star. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Um, it's bigger, Ken. Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, and it might be Ilum. Uh, it makes me excited. Yeah, I know it's very it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think the hand for Ray losing the hand. That's for me when it goes to uh, uh, making me appreciate how the uh, prequels and the original trilogy speak to each other, mm-hmm. and that they mm-hmm. are about Luke and Anakin's journey, and Anakin handled things this way. Luke handled them this way, right. and so it makes sense for them to individually have sim- very similar things happen. Right. So we can see how their paths diverge. It's like poetry. Yeah, it's like poetry. But by the time yeah. it's a third one, it's not a couplet. It's yeah. a yeah, I couldn't think of another word to rhyme with love, so I said glove again. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's forcing it. So, Ray, keep your hands, please. Yeah. yeah. Should there be an asteroid scene? It is so fun. I, you never really connected that. Oh, really? I don't think I really ever connected the the clones asteroid scene in the Empire. I, wow. See? You learn something new every day. <laughs> hmm. uh, and by that token, sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Yes. You like seeing asteroids. Yes. Ken's all in for asteroids. Are you team asteroids, Jennifer? Uh, that might be a little, that might be too, yeah, the too much. But we are going to get a similar chasing with the Falcon, which we've seen. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the tunnels of crates. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So look, the look, Falcon's look. in an enclosed tube-like space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, the, and the Falcon always seems to be in to- the tube-closed-like spaces, you yeah. know, even even, even a Force Awakens. Yeah. That scene, uh, that going through the, what look, looks might be the underground of, of crate is it's like a natural version of the second Death Star. I love it. It's like, that's yeah. a weird callback. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just want to say, uh, shout out to Mike Climo, because I, I was thinking about him with uh, the Star Wars ring theory mm-hmm. yes. and how all of these things rhyme and like poetry. And, and it made me think of the, the dismemberment thing and how he talks about how dismemberment is obviously a motif throughout yeah. the films. But also, like I mentioned earlier, like the whole notion of um, if, if falling apart, yeah. characters emotionally falling apart. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, Finn obviously is kind of emotionally falling apart, and also physically has to heal right. back. Together. Yeah, and so that will be interesting to see who else 
uh, yeah. falls apart. Yeah, and we have mm-hmm. Kylo dealing with that too. Of like, yeah. he wanted to lose his humanity. He wanted to have to wear a mask, and mm. now he's got that big nasty scar, which in theory <laughs> should make should. him want to wear the mask. But he smashes the mask, yeah. so he can't even get losing his humanity. Right, right. poor right. Kylo. Oh, right. Kylo. Yeah. yeah. Man. Anyway, sorry. No, said. no. I see. Mean, you got some notes there. It's I always, did so. because I was like, this is so fascinating, and yeah. I can't wait to see what Mike comes up with after the, the yeah. sequel trilogy is done. Yeah, and see how much of it fits into a different part, you know, yeah. a figure eight of a ring. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. know. I'm going to get complicated. Yeah, yeah. But please let me know if there's anything else in there that in your notes that you want to be sure to talk about. No, that was it. That was it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so let's see. we got just a couple left. What is the darkest thing you want to happen? Because people talk a lot about Empire yeah. being the dark one and yeah. attack the clones. However you feel about the execution, I actually like the scene where Shmi dies, but that's dark. Oh, that's dark. Mm-hmm. It's for 12-year-olds. And mm. these... Creatures, yeah. you know, did some horrible thing to Shmi for reasons that are not explored in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because almost. Yeah. And then Anakin has what I think for some of us feels like a natural reaction, but yeah. also we're watching him going, no, no, no. And, and hearing Qui-Gon say, Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want it to be death. You know, you're asking, what do I want? The darkest thing I want to happen. Yeah. I don't want it to be Luke done. I know they have to deal with the Leia issue, but I don't want the character to die. I'd rather have becoming one with the four. I don't know. That's right. a, that's that's different. Um, but I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be the darkest thing is I want. I want to feel at the end of this a little bit of despair that the the heroes can't win that type of thing. I want it to be. Uh, you know, more tonal dark than an actual event. Yeah. How do you feel, Jennifer? Totally the same way to where I don't know how they're going to get out of this mess Yeah. or how they're going to emotionally get themselves back together or regroup. Um, Yeah. That's, and that's what makes it such a good film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's going to make it, that's what makes it a second act, right? Yeah. It makes us want to go see episode nine. Yeah. And I think uh, there certainly is a possibility that Luke dies. I lean towards Mm. my instinct is that he won't, because in a yeah. way that's like he, he wants out of things. So in a way yeah. for him to die, it allows him to get out of things. And I feel like that's not the way it's going to go. Yeah, the Luke, the Luke dying thing is interesting because I, I, I think it's either it could be my nightmare, which is he dies first act. Yeah. Or oh, I terrible. think or I think he survives to the end because this isn't that mentor role. He is a mentor now. But the classic one, I think Han Solo filled that when, yeah. he, when he was killed, right. both for Kylo and for Rey. A little less for Finn, but for Ray, that's the that's the connection she had. Yeah, he was the one shown around the galaxy first, so she gets a, a second mentor. But I think it's going to take a different path. So I think either he dies early, and it is that, or he sticks around, and and he's got to factor into nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like that. I think the darkest thing I really want to happen is I want the characters to be really beat up. I think I have realized as I've gotten older how powerful that was. Loving Empire so much as a kid and thinking like they got so beat up. The Empire really did strike back. I get the title. Uh, and I think just that that was a picture, which I didn't realize when I was a child, of continuing to fight. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I was so compelled by that idea of heroes getting just the crap kicked out of them emotionally and physically. But I think I realized what I was gravitating towards is, but you can keep going. Look, they keep going. They yeah. got a new hand. You know, they're looking for Han. Right. There's still hope. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. real life, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get kicked down, you get back up. That's right. So the final question I have about the second act of Star Wars films, The Last Jedi being a second act film, should there be a Porg 
in the final hopeful shot of The Last Jedi. Absolutely. Yes. I hope that that shot we see in the trailer is the final shot of the movie. <laughs> and Chewie and the Porg are flying off to save the galaxy. We're going to oh, go yeah. find Ray, who's yeah. been frozen. <laughs> frozen in Dubonite. Dubonite, yeah. Yeah, yeah and Crystallite. <laughs> Crystallite. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah absolutely. Excellent. Jennifer, I assume you'd like a Porg in the final shot? Or is that too much? No, it's not too much. <laughs> I think of the ending of Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember mm. when they're in the helicopter, right? And then they see the pelicans flying by gracefully. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. that kind of, yeah. Mm. So I'd love to see just a Porg flying by gracefully. In the- <laughs> <laughs> just like, yep, it's hard. It's, it's hard galaxy, but yeah. Porgs still fly. Life porgs finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. <laughs> porgs find a way. That's an Excellent ending to our conversation about Last Jedi being the second act of a Star (laughs) Wars trilogy. Love it. And this is going to be a spectacular movie with so much to tear into. I I think there's going to be a lot of things there about the the, the origins of the Force. We're going to get a lot of new things. So if you're worried that this is too similar, you're hearing some of the stuff we're saying, you're like, I don't know. It does sound, sounds like they're checking a lot of boxes there in a second act movie. But I think there's going to be a lot of things in that soup that's going to taste different. So we're all going to find out, though, (laughs) soon enough. That's right. And we got some audience questions now, right? Absolutely. As always, we go from uh, both non-Patreon sources and Patreon. Jennifer, what do we have? From our non-Patreons, we have Ryan Bilinski, who asks, when the murder bears are preparing our heroes for barbecue, <laughs> one of them sings a little tune that goes, I can't even do it. This is, He actually did it all phonetically. It's beautiful. <laughs> what do you think he's singing? <laughs> That's it. That's one of my favorite moments. I love that as a kid, and I love it now. It's beautiful. It's a nice little tune. Yeah. Man, if I had a young one. I'd put that on to put him to bed. I think I think it is. Yeah, I think it is a a a Ewok. I think it is an Ewok, uh, like a worker song. You know, yeah. like uh, uh, when they were building Bright Tree Village. It's just what they all sung to keep themselves in high spirits. Mm, yeah, that's it's just nice. A, it's an Ewok day. You know, it's an Ewok work song. Okay. We're gonna like have that. a good day and have a good <laughs> meal. We're gonna build this hut. Then we're all gonna get along. <laughs> Disney. Yeah, um, I, I have a darker view. Oh, uh, yeah. oh boy! I think it is specifically about. I think it's a cooking song, mm-hmm. and I think it's it sounds so bright and lilting and fun. But I think it's like I think the lyrics are something like uh, the meat tastes better with fear, and I think that oh, they're yeah. really like they're really like, they're happy yeah. with how uncomfortable Han Solo is. They're going to be able to taste his fear yeah. when they eat his meat. Yeah, wow. but yeah. it's a happy ditty. Yeah. I'm like in between the two of you. <laughs> we will feast tonight on human flesh. Hooray, hurrah. Yeah. yeah. That's it's definitely a happy song. It's I happy. Mean, it might be dark undertones, but he's, <laughs> he's a happy Ewok in that moment. Exactly. Hooray, hurrah. Hooray, hurrah. From Harrison Farmore, mm. uh, who asks, should there be R-rated Star Wars movies? What potential R-rated Star Wars movies would you be interested in seeing? This is good. No, no, because no, you know, look, I just watched Deadpool the other night. I love mm. Deadpool and I love Logan. It's R rated. So Deadpool is R rated a lot for violence, but also just some of the content, which though yeah. I find funny, I, I don't think um, needs to be in Star Wars. So if it's R rated, it would be because of the violence. And I don't, I, Star Wars has gotten by without that Yeah. now. And then again, the core of this is a story for 12 year olds. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating thing to think about, but when I rack my brain for what could an R movie deliver, there's nothing that I need. I mean, I think the thing about, like, Logan is, uh, you know, in the comic books, he has, you know, just eviscerated people with claws for decades. Yeah. And it's like, oh, an R-rated movie, we can finally see that. And right. of course he would swear a little bit. But uh, the Star Wars swear words would all be made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carabas could be the dirtiest thing we've ever heard, <laughs> and that's fine. So you don't got swearing. Yeah, uh, Chuta, man. Yeah, violence, you know, hey, how do you get much more violent than what happened to Anakin? And they made it work. Right. Oof, yeah. And, yeah, and so then it's just pretty much down to sexy times. Sexy times, and yeah, uh, you know, it would be out of place in Star Wars, though I thought for a moment in Attack of the Clones where uh, there was that one shot. I was like, oh, no, what do we got? <laughs> um, but yeah, what are you going to get, a lightsaber and a head? Like, you know, yeah. like, what, do, oh, do we need yeah, that? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we need that? No. Uh, and so, yeah. But it's a fair question, Harrison, because a lot of people have been asking this. Like, could, uh, with this many movies co- coming out in the Star Wars Galaxy, could they go that direction for at least one? And I could see some movie where people do want there to be more uh, 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 sexy time. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I don't ever need it to get to an R rated level right. for myself. Right. Yeah. yeah, I loved uh, Death Troopers, the the novel. The movie. novel, yeah. yeah oh, I'd yeah. love to see an adaptation of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm all right with PG-13. Yeah. From our friends on Patreon, we have Zach Anderson, who asks, just finished Star Wars from a certain point of view and really loved it. My question is, do you think that they should write more books like this for the rest of the movies? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I yes. got. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's always a good go on, but no, it's great. It's a it's a great book, and I think that you know I will say I rewatched A New Hope after having read the book, and yeah. it was really fun for me to. My mind just grabbed the stories I liked, and my yes. mind ignored automatically the stories that like I, I don't need that to be canon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and the, from, from a certain point of view, it had some great victories and it had some interesting choices. Um, so yeah, I, I in rewatching New Hope recently as well. Like I, I, I was still in the phase where I was like, all right, I I can accept R five D four blowing up himself. Uh, and I guess someone tweeted like that might have been an EU thing too. By the way, someone I tweeted think it was me, at yeah, some point. Yeah, at some point, like in a playing card, someone tweeted me that. Um, but uh, you know, I'm like, there's there's no Tuscan Raider hiding trying to sneak on the Sandcrawler. I choose to ignore that one. Yeah, but the so the scene that I really liked was uh, was uh, Han on the detention block talking to the Imperial officer on the other side. Yeah. We're, all, we're, we're all fine here now. Knowing the other side of that through that story, it actually it actually really was fun. Yeah. So yeah, I want this. Um, Jennifer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you you didn't get a chance to dive into from a certain point of view as much no. as we did, but but would you want this as well? Yes, just from the way that you guys described the certain point of view yeah. uh, book, I would love to see Empire, but and obviously Jedi, because oh, yeah. then we could finally make Jabba's palace, the tales yes, from Jabba's yeah. palace. We could do that all over again. Oh yeah, the Rancor Keeper and Ula yeah. and uh, his chef, <laughs> right? <laughs> all those random right. things. And I actually think it would if you go back and do the prequels. I think, I think it would really be interesting. I think a lot more people would enjoy it. Uh, that that wouldn't think that they would, you know, like right. oh, unbelievable. And you sit down and read it, be like, oh, there's a lot going on in the galaxy yeah. this time. Mm. Yep, it would pull out all the great ideas that are in there. Hashtag yep. prequelist. That'd be great. And from uh, Christos Alex Alexikos, uh, he asks. How does BB-8 get up the stairs in Maz's castle? He obviously had a difficult time getting down, and I don't think it's even possible to get back up, yet we see him with Ray in the woods. 
great question. Yeah, uh, this great, is the R-rated movie. Yeah, this is the R-rated. Movie. Yes. <laughs> BB-8's just doing just horrific things. You don't want appendages to coming out of him that are, cannot be shown on screen. Cannot. Uh, great question. Chris is a great guy. I actually, had a chance to, to meet him in Chicago at a Wizard oh, World nice. oh, uh, cool. fan event. Uh, great supporter here of us and our work. Um, I, yeah, you know, he's got a lot of little gifts, uh, little little trinkets in there. You know what I mean? Like on the Falcon when he shoots out those little stabilizing ropes. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. So I think it's something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if, I, I, he could have launched one of those little ropes up to the ceiling and like shot himself up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there you go. I think that's. I think maybe that's why he's rolling so slowly when he's going down. He's like, yeah. it's gonna be. I gotta really shoot some cable to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> shoot some cable. You know, so I was playing. I was playing uh, on uh, Moss's Castle and Battlefront Two, and I went down those stairs too. And I had that thought. Too. I was like, oh, this is BB-8 got down. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Rocket? If he suddenly had a rocket in Last oh, Jedi, that would yeah. be a mirror of R 2s uh, rockets appearing yeah. in Attack of the Clones. No, let's let's go ahead and say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for your awesome questions. That's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for this week. Uh, we we love getting down deep <laughs> into those crevices of the Star Wars story. So uh, really a lot of fun. We are looking forward to Last Jedi, whatever it may bring. But it is definitely the second act of this new trilogy. So there's gonna be something similar don't worry if you think oh no here we go again just let it slide let it fly ryan johnson's gonna tell us a great story i'm sure so that is it for this week's show but as always want to tell you guys where we can be found reached if you haven't already we're on twitter at force center pod our facebook page is force center podcast support us on patreon.com slash force center our podcast is available on podomatic apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and tune in and merchandise, Joseph. That's right. We have a T Public store. It is tpublic.com slash user slash four center. And uh, we recently added a very, very shocking new Ewok t shirt <laughs> that says, I Heart Murder Bears. And it's Love got it. some beautiful art by Alex Robinson uh, of Star Wars Minute. And of course, the holidays are coming up. So if you want to give the gift of Star Wars, uh, go check out our merch store uh, at uh, tpublic.com slash user slash four center and give people. That scary Ewok. Absolutely. Get a, a hashtag prequel, a sticker. Put it on all your books and folders <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, that is it for this week, like I said. But we we uh, well, thank you guys all for joining us. And we do other things other than talking Star Wars. You can follow me at Ken Napsucka. But uh, uh, Jennifer, you uh, you got some Star Wars Christmas recipes coming or costumes. What do we got cooking? I have something that I want to make. I don't know if I will have made it by this recording, so I'm not going to say it. But check out my Twitter page, uh, just in case I have at Jennifer Landa or my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Absolutely. Joseph, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And I got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, so you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Check out the live shows page for info on that. And my other podcast obsessed on the feral audio network. Check that out. Absolutely. Like I said, follow me on Ken Knapsack uh, on all social media platforms. Find out what I'm doing in the Knapsack Files podcast is out there available as well. That's it. We'll see you guys. So for uh, the second act of all stories everywhere, we'll see you next time. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.